0: With us right now, it's the founder and public relations and leadership consultant with Sand & Shores. It's none other than Tanya McKenzie. Tanya, your website is sandandshores.com, which that, that that brings about some nice imagery. I would hope so. Thank you for having me today, Josh. All right, Tanya, high level, what is Sand & Shores?
1: Sand & Shores is a PR firm, PR and leadership firm that work primarily with Nonprofit, civic organizations, law enforcement, and authors. Help them tell their story to their target audience. Many times they don't know who that is. We help them figure that out.
0: Wow. Okay. So I have many questions. Uh, first off, um, you know, as you're kind of explaining who you're working with, law enforcement. Tell me more about that.
1: I mean, come on. Are, are you
0: saying, Tanya, that, that, that law enforcement could benefit from good PR?
1: Oh my God, imagine (laughs) that. But this is the thing. When you talk about civic organizations, law enforcement, um, city offices, they don't always realize that they should be telling their story. They are still kind of in the past, old boys world kind of thinking, like I just do my job and then we move on. No, your public is looking to know, like, and trust you. You have to move differently these days. It's not just you tell me what you're doing and I believe you. These days there is... A requirement yes. to show that you are transparent and to show that I can trust you, especially when we're talking about tax dollars, human lives, things like that. So, getting them to understand that and then learning the process of how you do that has been a challenge, but I love it.
0: You know, I pay attention to this. You know, you and I were chatting briefly. You know, my background is in PR and I was in PR and media for the uh, United States Navy. Um, so I pay attention to that specifically with some of those, as we mentioned, kind of these traditional organizations, me with the military, um, you know, one city, I got to tell you, I live here in Orlando and, and you know, the Orlando Police Department is not perfect. Orange County is not perfect. But I will say, I think that they have done some really great work Um when it comes to, and again, this is just my perspective. I'm sure other people would argue against this, you know, um, you know, based on their experience. Um, but, I man, I think that whoever's running PR for Orlando, um, I hope they hear about this, by the way. I, they're doing a really great job. Matter of fact, there was just another incident where, unfortunately, involved race, which is always very, set, you know, It's, you know, those are tough. Those are tough. And um, they took a very proactive stance. And I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's what we need. But not only did they take the proactive stance and do the work that they should be doing, but they communicated about it very well, which to your point is something that I don't know in today's very fast moving social media information world. You, it, it, and let's talk about this. This this is why I want to ask you. Because I know sometimes the temptation may be, not that I don't want to talk about that from a, um, because I'm too lazy perspective, but I see this, Tanya, where maybe an organization or a leader or somebody doesn't want to talk about it because um, I'm worried about, like I'm bragging or, you know, I don't want to come across as insincere. And I'm sure that you've dealt with that objection in the past. How do you handle that?
1: You know what, that is so multifaceted because we even talk about PR people, how do they promote their business, right? How do they promote their greatness? Sometimes people do have a hard time promoting what they're good at for the simple fact that they think people will think that they're bragging. It's not bragging, it's informing people what you are good at it's informing people so they know where they can get this expertise where they can get this type of help where they can rely on you so when you have a police department or any agency it could be um a fire department or even vet services they get a bad rap these days if you don't let them know what you're doing well they one don't know two don't know what to come to you for Mm -hmm. and three don't know you enough to say when something bad happens that they didn't do that. Like, they, you know, you don't get the benefit of the doubt when something bad happens. So part of good PR is kind of crisis management. Crisis management, it's telling the story before someone else has the ability to put their spin on it because you've already gotten people to know you. It's almost like a marriage. Um, If your wife knows you, when someone calls her with some crazy stuff, she's not just going to jump on the bandwagon first. She's going to think, I know this guy, we've been together since however long. I know his heart, I know his intentions. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and then go talk to him. It's the same with any agency that's governing your tax dollars to provide you a service. If they don't know you, they don't know leadership, they don't know how you move, they're gonna naturally assume the worst when something bad does happen. And the truth of the matter is we always take missteps, but you keep away from that kind of stuff When you are transparent about who you are, what you do, how you function, and the people in the organization. That's the other thing. Real quick story. Um, recently, I uh, was I took a trip to Kentucky, and I worked with some other government communicators. One of the guys, we were talking about how you build transparency. Vet services, I bring them up because most people think they don't need PR. They just take care of our vets when they're sick. No, there's more to it. Getting to know the people that actually take care of these souls, these human lives that we cherish gives you more security when you have to take your sister, your brother, your uncle, your dad to that facility to be taken care of, especially when they have such a bad rap, like, oh, they don't care. You know, vets are out here committing suicide. No one cares. No, no. I do know the people in this facility that I take my dad to, that I take my grandfather to. They do care because they start taking the time to help the public get to know like and trust them. They're telling their stories. The people that are actually taking care of these people are starting to tell what they've experienced. Some of them are vets themselves. So it makes perfect sense to start to tell those stories about who you are and how you operate so that you can avoid that negative connotation that people usually get in civic organizations.
0: Tanya, what we're talking about here as well, I think oftentimes you can look at PR and say, this PR is just—it's um, just one-way communication, right? It's just me, blah blah blah, talking, telling stories, which is great. But what I like to think of this is this is one of the most effective ways that you, as a, as an organization, as a, as a company, as a, um, you know, as a government entity, um, this gives you a much better opportunity to listen, right? Because if we're not listening to our audiences, we're not listening to our constituents, we're not listening to those whom we serve, um, then boy, that that's a real recipe for, you know, it, that's where, you know, organizations start to silo themselves. And what you don't want, speaking of the police, is you don't want a police organization that's just in a bubble, right? A great, I'm extrapolating, this is not my area of expertise, right? Um, but it's my impression that, you know, a great police police unit is, you know, they're engaging with their community. They're listening. They're asking really great questions. And you can do that through, you know, sponsoring little pop-up events and in-person type things. That's cool. However, you should also be doing that to a great extent on social media and through traditional media outlets,
1: Listen, many of them, again, still feel like the old way is the right way. Modern technology has allowed for us to have so many different tools to become better listeners, active listeners, tap into different um, surveys and, and ways that your community is communicating, how they're communicating with each other. So even things that they might not even tell you, you can start doing some active listening without even being in front of them hear what their your community members are talking about on their social media, what they're complaining about. They might be afraid to come to you. You haven't built that, you know, you haven't built that rapport yet. So start doing some active listening on social media and other places. Just drop into things that are going on that might not be centered around your organization. Just listen, start to be an active listener and listen with intent to understand, not to defend. That's the other piece that we're missing. People are so used to listening to defend that you would miss the point. Even with the George Floyd thing that took place, so many organizations just missed the point because they were too busy looking at how they defend themselves against everything else that's being said. That's not what this is about. It's about listening to better communicate back and forth so that I provide what you need. And if I'm not hearing you, I'm not hearing what you said you just needed. And I'm starting to give you things you don't need. That's not a great way to have a relationship, especially in a community where you should be uniting and making sure that it's safe. And there's a level of solace there.
0: You know, um, I love this. Um, And, um, you know, it's like engaging or encouraging Great communication, and and it's always going to be a good play. Um, I wanted to ask you, Tanya, you know, um, what does engagement typically look like for you? So, for example, you know, to our friend that's listening to our conversation right now, um, they're probably wondering, should I reach out to Tanya? Can Tanya help me um, in in our goals or our objectives? Can you maybe define a little bit about like, listen, if you're at this stage or this is going on or this is who you are? Yes, we should definitely chat. and, And here's how that looks.
1: If you are a leader in an organization, or even if you're just a member of the organization and you realize that when we're in rooms together and we're having conversations, there are certain conversations or subjects that get washed over. You don't feel like they were addressed. Um, If there are tasks and group projects that are supposed to be getting done and they don't, what what is that? What is that? What is that boundary? If you have goals for your organization, especially as a leader, and you just can't seem to get there, you can't get your team cohesive enough to be able to execute. There's something there that's blocking um, connection. There's something there that's blocking the ability to be able to unite and get this thing done. If there are certain subjects that come up and no one wants to talk about it, that's a great time for you to engage me in these sticky conversations. I always say um, I love to simplify complex, you know, complex conversations because when we talk about things and I find those things that seem to be sticking points or that seem to push people back, I have an ability to be able to help you lean in. We can't be afraid to address the elephants in the room that are keeping us from being cohesive and productive. It helps us to be able to find whatever that is and knock it down in a way that allows for us to be more united and respectful of one another because we all are um, a culmination of our experiences, right? Yeah. We don't know what has happened to this person for them to react that way. Those are all conversations that I'm able to help you have to move forward so that you can be productive. You can be successful. You can be cohesive and do it in a respectful way so that things just feel better. Because when things feel better, you get things done for each other.
0: Tonya, your website, sandandshores.com, um, when somebody goes there, um, what, what would you recommend like if they're like, okay, this, is real, this has been a really great conversation. I've enjoyed this. I like Tonya. Um, what would be some kind of next level ways that, that folks can engage with you?
1: You know, um, the easiest thing to do is really to just go to contact me so we can set up a call. And we can have this conversation. Let me know what's going on with you. Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's your organization. I love working with authors because they have a very hard time moving units of books. Someone has told them that if you write a book, you're going to be famous. That's not how it works. So we get to have that conversation and start talking about where are you missing the mark? What isn't feeling good here? If it's someone that runs an agency, whether it be a police department, a fire department, where are you feeling stuck? Where are you feeling like you're not moving this group forward or you're not uniting this community like you should? Community relations is a huge part of public relations, especially when you're talking about things at a local level. And most of the organizations that I work for um, are at a local level and getting the buy-in is hugely important, but you can't do it without communication. And learning how to communicate, especially with a diverse group of people, is important. And not, you can't expect everybody to know how to do that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Tanya, um, You know, I, by the way, I don't know if you go by this moniker. I, I, saw, I saw one. I love it. The PR priestess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, um, listen, I don't know everything. But what I do know is that yeah. everything in life has a story. Attached and a level of leadership, and I can help you figure out your story and how you Mm -hmm. can step into leadership and make things happen. We can't move forward if everyone's playing in the background. Someone has to be the leader and move things forward. So, if that's you, let's do it.
0: I like your energy. Your energy, what I get from you, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people in PR, but you're so empowering. Like you're, you're, you, you know, I could, I can imagine you sitting down with someone and and you, that's why I, I see, you know, not only do you do the PR, but you do leadership as well. But I, I envision you, uh, you know, almost kind of talking them or helping them understand their greatness and the opportunity, which, Hey, I got to tell you, that feels good.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. Listen, real quick. I'm a LA County commissioner. I'm also a gun violence survivor. And in these moments, it has shown me that we have to help others get to the next level and finding people that are stunted in their growth and in their ability to see themselves in a better place, whether that is the media, you know, if you're doing something great, there are people that feel like, well, no one wants to hear about me. Well, until you tell your story, (laughs) you don't know that. So let's get to it. What is it that you're trying to do? Oh, I don't think I'm qualified for that. Let's start telling your story and get to it. Let's see how we can maximize what you have to offer. So for me, someone that has survived a lot, I really don't like seeing people push themselves into the shadows, thinking that they don't have what it takes. Let's just get at it. Let's make it happen.
0: Awesome. All right, Uh, Tanya, again, your website, sandandshores.com. Tanya, this has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us.
1: I appreciate you. Thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com guest.